Zlatni. And I'm Tefra Jamian. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's, There's no, no such, such thing, thing as, as bad food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. So folks, we are here today to announce a very exciting new project. A very exciting new project coming right out of our house. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Right out of the brilliant mind of this person sitting across the table from me. Aw, thanks. The brilliant mind and the brilliant kitchen, I guess? Yeah, I mean like a workspace, I don't know. Brilliant mind works fine. You can talk more about my brilliant mind. Ah, Teffer's got a brilliant mind and a nice butt. (laughs) And we're here today, of course, to talk about, you've seen it already in the title of the episode, and you're probably wondering, what is Three of Cups? And so I pass that question on to you, Tever. What is Three of Cups? So Three of Cups is my new little business um, where I am blending herbal teas. Uh, so far, herbal teas. It, I, there are plans to work in other forms of tea as well, but for this initial run, I have five tea blends. It's named Three of Cups after the tarot card, the Three of Cups, which mm-hmm. is a card that speaks to community and gathering and the power of friendship. For me, tea is always about sort of gathering together, and I have been blending teas for for myself and for people I love for a very long time. Um, yeah, it's something that I do, you know, like. I I will be like, oh my god, you're feeling a little under the weather? Let me blend you with tea. <laughs> and so this is just kind of a way that I can continue doing that for people. So we're going to talk a little about the teas themselves in a second, but right out the gate, why three of cups? I mean, you said it's about the tarot card, but can you go yeah. into that a little bit more? I was really just looking for a name. Initially, I was just going to call it Teffer's Teas. Like, this whole thing is just extremely simple. I want to keep it true to my roots of just like... I like to mix together herbs to make you feel good, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, but I was chatting with a friend about it, and and she was like, you know, another thing you're also very good at is reading tarot, mm-hmm. and tea and witchy shit kind of go together historically. I mean, you can't spell tarot without tea twice. Sure. And so kind of when she said that, it it just sort of came to me of like, oh, yeah, this is a card that... that is a it's cups right (laughs) and so there's a natural tie in there and it's just it's one of my favorite cards it's really nice the two of cups speaks to relationships often when Mm -hmm. you pull it it's about like unity and like romantic relationships and then the three of cups is like and also friendship it's sort of that broader Mm -hmm. context it it brings you into community in a way that i really like yeah Uh, so that's why i called it that Cool. Also, just continuing the theme with naming blends after tarot cards. Not all of them, but it is sort of a theme. So we have the moon, which is a sleepy time blend. Uh, Strength, which is an immune booster blend. Little more obscure, the five of pentacles, which is really my personal (laughs) favorite blend. So the five of pentacles, another part of tarot is that tarot is associated with different parts of the body a lot Mm. of the time. So let's say you're doing a health reading and you pull cards that are related to like your kidneys 
it might mean you have something up with your kidneys. Right. Um, and the five of pentacles is associated with lungs and respiratory health. Okay. Um, so the five of pentacles is a lung and respiratory blend. It's actually kind of the one that got me thinking about selling teas because I swear it is a magic brew that cleared up my bronchitis last winter. I'm very prone to bronchitis. Mm-hmm. I get bronchitis a lot. Can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> and none of the over-the-counter things were touching it and mm-hmm. I was doing all of the things that you do. I was steaming and doing nasal lavage and nothing was working. And a strong French press of this tea every day for a week just knocked it out. Sure. So, you know, once that worked for me, I started making it for friends. And then at some point, one of my friends was like, you know, if you sold this, I would buy it. Right. Like all the time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Gonna, gonna put that into the thinking bank. (laughs) Okay. So you only got through three there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you said five earlier. I said five. I'm going to hold you to that. Uh, then we have the hanged one, which I really like because it sounds spooky if you mm-hmm. don't know tarot. Yeah. Uh, but the hanged one is actually about just like chilling and taking things as it comes. Oh. So like when you look at the card, it's usually a little guy hanging upside down. Traditionally, it's the hanged man. We say the hanged one to be more gender inclusive, right? Because like girls can hang from trees too. Is there a reason it's hanged and not hanging? Because I feel like that's the language I would have changed before changing man necessarily. Tarot's real old. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Um, So it's just like a a dude hanging by a foot from a tree. Okay. Um, And the message of it is usually just don't rush things. Hmm. I'm not sure why he's hanging in a tree. but Fair enough. It's just like don't freak out. Don't panic. Hmm. Don't like... Everything will come in time. Maybe he's waiting for somebody to get him down. Sure. Um, it's so a chill out tea. Yeah. So it's a chill out tea. So it's blended with um, adaptogenic herbs, Tulsi and lavender, which both just help your body adapt. It's in the word. Help your body figure out hormone levels and stress levels. Um, and then also chamomile and rose, because for me, those are two of the most just soothing, pleasant herbs to drink. Um, so it's very floral, but also based in that earthiness of Tulsi. And it's just to help you if you're feeling stressed to have a little break and smell your tea and uh, and remember that everything's going to be okay. Nice. I yeah. love that. So the last one is a fun one because uh, this one was actually one that I blended initially for our daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and she named it for this project. So it's called Luna's Love Tea. Okay. Um, And it's a brew that I blended for self-love initially. She was having a hard day. She was having a hard time. And so I put together a tea. Now, okay, just like before anybody comes at me for this, it is heavily based on sorrel. We've talked about sorrel. I want to make it really clear that, like, I am not claiming to have invented sorrel. This is a hibiscus tea. It's a hibiscus tea that's made with cinnamon and orange. And that is 100% based on the sorrel blend it's not exactly sorrel because it's a tea that you pour boiling water over and you don't boil and whatever but like that is where i got my inspiration shout out to that it's a beautiful blend of flavors i also added roses so hibiscus and cinnamon are both uh like in in magical herbalism really associated with love and cinnamon especially with like affection and attraction okay uh cinnamon is often used in love spells and love spells can be self-love spells like it doesn't sure yeah that's a whole other thing roses obviously are very tied to love both magically and in just like traditionally sure yeah yeah And orange is a really like homey, supportive, uh, uplifting herb. So I blended those together and sweetened it and did my little, you know, stirring it 
clockwise seven times and all of that and she loved it and she has like she asks me for it all the time now she'll be like can you brew me some of that love tea and I love it too like I'll make it to comfort myself it's really good it's really good yeah Uh, that one I highly suggest sweetening it's Mm. nice unsweetened but it's just like a little bit of your favorite sweetener really like or a lot (laughs) really pushes it over the edge into just and it's beautiful hot or iced Mm. all of them are good hot or iced but that one especially is a really beautiful iced tea yeah I was gonna ask if what you think about icing them um, yeah, so Luna's Love Tea is beautiful ice. Like, make that in the summer. Make yourself a big jug of it. Keep it in the fridge. We do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, again, it's based on sorrel. <laughs> it's extremely good in the summer. The Five of Pentacles I've done cool as well, because sometimes I'll infuse it overnight and drink it the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find that herbal teas work really nicely cool because the flavors kind of bloom in a different way. Yeah. So it's almost a different tea. All of these blends have floral elements. Whether that's jasmine, chamomile, rose, lavender. Well, I guess strength has rose hip, not actual rose. But, you know, it has thyme, which is also kind of a herbal note. Floral teas are really nice iced because there's just something about the components that work really nicely iced. Uh, They also really work really nicely if you do like a cool infusion rather than a hot infusion. Okay. So that's like you, you do it like sun tea, right? You put it in regular water, you leave it a lot longer. You're looking at me like you don't know about sun tea. Okay, so I did not know that sun tea was a real thing. Oh. Because my only past understanding of sun tea as a concept comes from a 30 Rock episode where one of the writers is peeing in jars and leaving them in his windowsill. Oh. So I'm going to assume that sun tea means something beyond that. Uh, Please. I would say sun tea (laughs) means something completely different. From that? Thank God. I didn't know about that. Sure. Um, no. Sun tea, so if you grew up in a hippie household, sun tea is you pour water over tea bags or herbs or whatever you're using and you leave it in the sun. So the sun kind of gently warms the water and helps infuse the tea. And it's it the same way cold brew coffee, you get a slightly different flavor profile. Cold sure. brew teas, you also get a slightly different pro- flavor profile. Okay, okay. Um, and it's nice because some of the volatile compounds will not get destroyed the way they would with boiling water. Okay, with sure. most herbal teas, I suggest brewing them just off the boil. Mm. Um, so if you have a fancy kettle that tells you what degree it's at, somewhere like 90 to 95 degrees Fahrenheit rather than full 100, just because it it keeps those flavor compounds a little more intact. Sure. If you're doing something with vitamin C in it, like rose hips, so if I'm talking about my strength infusion, which has rose hips, rose hips are a wonderful source of vitamin C, okay. um, which is why they're in the tea. Vitamin C is an extremely temperature sensitive compound mm-hmm. um, that is really easily denatured by heat. Okay. So vitamin C, the highest destruction of vitamin C occurs at temperatures between 85 and 95 degrees Celsius. I said Fahrenheit before, but I meant Celsius. That's okay. Yeah. So <laughs> boiling point 100. The highest destruction of vitamin C happens between 85 and 95 degrees Celsius. So for something that you're trying to preserve vitamin C in, I would recommend brewing it around 85. Maybe 90, but not not higher than that. Because sure. So, I mean, what I do, I don't have a fancy kettle that tells me the degrees. So I take the kettle to the boil and then I put it off the boil for a little bit. And that is my extremely scientific way. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that seems straightforward enough, right? Yeah. Boil mm-hmm. the water, let it sit for like 
five minutes? Yeah, yeah. I just let it sit until it's like not as bubbly and steamy mm-hmm. and then use it. Okay, so they all sound good. Mm-hmm. I've, you've shown me the ingredient list and all of them in my head I can picture and in my head I can taste them and I'm like, yeah, okay. All you've right, also all right. had versions of most of these. I was going to say, I think <laughs> I've had most of them, yeah. yeah. Which one do you think is your favorite flavor-wise? I mean, flavor-wise, it it has to be the Luna's Love Tea. The sorrel. Sorrel is beautiful, right? Um, Apart from that, though, uh, I really like a floral tea. So the moon is a different kind of floral. So Mm. like hibiscus and rose and cinnamon, it's a very like spicy, intense floral um, feeling. Hibiscus is really acidic, so you have like a sweet tart thing going on. The moon is a really gentle tea. Um, So I've blended it with lemon verbena, which is an an herb that's lemony, but in a really sort of delicate floral way. Yeah, it's a gentle Um, citrus almost. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love lemon verbena. Uh, And then chamomile and jasmine, Mm. which are both sort of subtle, floaty flavors. And um, I blended this when I wanted it to feel like you're in a garden at night. I wanted okay. it to feel like you have just kind of those those gentle breezes of flower scents. It also has valerian root medicinally that helps you sleep. Mm. But it also adds, um, like roots are always just a little bit bitter, a little bit earthy. They have kind of a depth to them. So it gives that sort of like earth feeling. Yeah, because uh, those, those other flavors you were describing, they feel floaty to me. Yeah. And that sort of feels like it grounds it a little bit. Exactly. So yeah. like that's the dirt, right? Sure. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. the dirt. And then you have the flowers. I had a really sort of specific aesthetic concept for b- blending the flavor of this one. Cool. Um, it's lovely iced. Uh, really, really recommend that one on ice. Although when it's bedtime, maybe you want to have a little hot cup of tea and that works too. Because jasmine, you know, I mean, if you've had jasmine tea, like jasmine is beautifully fragrant in a hot tea as sure. well. Yeah, I feel like I would only want like an iced tea at bedtime if it was real hot that day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you want you want a warm, cozy. You want kinda, a little warm, cozy. Yeah, warm, cozy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I know I can't say all of them, but like Five of Pentacles has like licorice and spearmint and lemon balm Mm -hmm. uh the licorice gets really sweet i would say now i'm a big licorice fan like i like black licorice Mm -hmm. but i think the flavor in the tea like even if you're not someone who likes black licorice you may still like licorice tea because it just comes across as very sweet yeah it doesn't come across as really heavily anisey but again like i love that flavor right yeah (laughs) so you know, maybe well, if you hate it, don't don't get that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I like licorice in all its forms, but I will say like the first time I had a licorice tea, mm-hmm. you know, after having only had licorice in candy form prior to that, it's a different experience. Yeah. The mm-hmm. flavor, the flavor notes are there. Like yeah. you can tell it's made from the same thing, but it's a very different vibe. Yeah. So it's yeah. like I would say if you're someone who doesn't like licorice as candy, you should try it as a as a drink at least once or like try eating something with anise in it frankly. yeah exactly yeah i would say licorice root comes across much more like star anise sure in a tea um it's much more that sort of sweetness mm-hmm. and it's lovely so yeah that's i gave you a favorite but really you know i wouldn't sell them if i didn't love them <laughs> listen i mean especially especially with the first five blends like exactly obviously all five are like, going to be your favorite the blends that i'm so i have a whole list i have more that will be coming but the ones that are going out first are the ones that i feel very confident in yeah you know these are the ones that i don't feel a need to tweak that i know are good yeah i'll ask you again when there's 20 yeah because <laughs> <laughs> then you'll have to narrow it down i got a notebook with close to that <laughs>
All right, we are going to take this kettle off the boiler for a minute and hop over to the mid-roll, and then when we come back, we're going to talk a wee bit more about tea. Gee willikers, folks. If you're enjoying the show so far, I know I am. Make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, how about you consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you're using it, or sharing this episode with one of your friends if you're not. For every new rating and review we get during the month of November, which is really just a couple more days, folks, it's right around the corner, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in our lovely home neighborhood of NDG. Do you know that stands for Notre Dame de Grasse, which means Our Lady Grace? It stands for... No dad good. <laughs> Our Lady Peace is like rock band, a Canadian rock band. Yeah, my brother listened to them a lot in high school. That, that makes sense. Or also our neighborhood is named after them. The folks at the depot are real wizards when it comes to this kind of stuff. They can blend your dollars into food for people who need it. And in fact, they can turn every $1 that they get in donations into $3 worth of food. That's magic I even can't do. That's magic, folks. That's why food banks need money more than they need canned goods. So yeah, next time you're so thinking true. of donating, give them some cash instead. Or just leave us a review. <laughs> leave us a review and we'll do it for you. Exactly. Do the simple free thing of leaving the rating review of the show and you are functionally donating $6 worth of food. Realistically, probably even more than that to people who need it. There's literally no other way to turn zero into six. Believe me, I've tried. So if that math is exciting for you, go do it. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. Now, if you join our Patreon, Be-be-be-do. not only will you get to be in our club, of favorite people mm-hmm. no joke i went to one of our patrons birthday parties last night it's shout true. out gab happy birthday shout out gab. you'll also get access to our monthly newsletter the no bad food recipe club every month we post new recipes for you to try out and to share with your family and friends and so if you want to be one of our families and friends mm-hmm. and you want to get our recipes uh and you're not already a member of our patreon please go Join up. Think about it, folks. Think, Think about, about it doing it. At patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod today. Today. All right, folks. I think our tea water is cooled off a couple degrees now. You can We can pour it over and get back to the show. You touched on it a little bit at the beginning that you wanted to launch this project so that you can, you know, make teas for the people that you love and yep. also for other people and make people feel better via yummy bevies. How did this start brewing in you in the first place? (laughs) All right. So I've been like messing around with plants and teas since I was very small, right? Sure. Uh, I brought this book with me here today to show you. This is The Herbalist by Joseph E. Meyer, uh, who was a botanist and many other things who lived in Indiana in the 1800s and got extremely rich from selling herbs, both growing them in wholesale and I think he also started a bank and that's probably why he got super rich. Um, So you're starting a tea company so that you can then start a bank so that we can get super rich. Uh, I mean without the bank step sure. All right all right let's let's manifest. (laughs) Uh, But this book it's just a really thorough herbalist. It's got herbs and plants and their uses both medicinal uh for dying for food that's dying with an e that's yeah, not that's yeah. not yeah i had that moment yep i saw that <laughs> moment so it has like beverage teas it has medicinal plants it has like 
information about vitamins and minerals. It has um, dentifrices, gargles, and cosmetics. Ah, uh, there's definitely, definitely is what that's yeah. in, in modern English smoke flavoring botanicals, a okay. section you might be interested yeah, in. Yeah. Um, it really is. I mean, this is this is a man who hyperfixated on plants and wanted the world <laughs> to as well. And uh, it's very straightforward. You really like you go through. It's like a dictionary of plants. You just go by alphabetically. Sure. There's little illustrations. There's information about um, where they grow, how to identify them, and what they're good for. Like, I really got into this book, but my sister Anna was very into this book. Incidentally, my sister Anna, who is now in school to become a midwife because all she has ever wanted to be is a healer. Sure. And she would, like, study this book. And she, I, what I remember really, like, one of my very early memories is of her making me flaxseed tea for a cough. Mm -hmm. And she would make us, like, drink it when we had a cough. And she would make it. We had these tin mugs. And I just have this memory of, like, drinking flaxseed tea out of a tin mug and it works it sure. really works plain flaxseed tea is not the tastiest which is why when i use it i mix it with other things now sure. yeah. Um, yeah. and that's sort of the other part of this this project is making medicinal teas that actually taste good thank you uh instead of <laughs> medicinal teas that you don't want to drink right right <laughs> but yeah i read this book a lot and then when I was about eight or nine, I want to say, um, we moved to the Boston area. And I was, of course, exploring all the plants in our yard because mm -hmm. they were different. We sure, had different yeah. plants in rural Ontario than we did in urban Cambridge. I remember my mother having to explain to me that we did not just pick plants out of people's gardens. Sure. She's like, I know you're used to just sort of freely foraging, but you don't do that in the city. <laughs> More's the pity, really. But my friend and I made an apothecary that we called it. We called it the S&S Apothecary. Okay. And um, we would pick plants out of my backyard and grind them up and make <laughs> little like solves and things. And we'd be like, this heals bruises <laughs> or whatever. And we put them in little jars and we tried to sell them <laughs> to our neighbors. <laughs> like every day, like we had a little like storefront set Cute. up in my in my driveway. And I just remember, bless her heart, our next door neighbor coming and clearing out our stock for like 40 bucks. And us just being like, wow, she bought all of them. And she's like a professor at MIT. Like, I don't know if she bought them just to be kind or if she bought them to get that filth off the streets. But, um, you know, it really made our day. Okay, I mean, either way, yeah. <laughs> but I still maintain that the bruise solve worked very well. I don't know what was in it. I do remember one of the less... Um, successful experiments when I was trying to do herbal skincare and exfoliated my face with a barbed leaf and ended up with just <laughs> a swollen bright red face for like several days which is why books like the herbalist are very important yeah identify plants before you rub them on your skin yeah good advice good advice um but you know it really started quite early I read a lot of like uh, historical novels and, and books about people living off the land and making do with herbs. Um, I grew up in a very hippy-dippy, like, health food store family. So I grew up using a lot of herbal remedies. Right. Because, uh, like, antibiotics were, you know, not done. Right. <laughs> One thing I do appreciate about The Herbalist, actually, is that even though this was first published in 1918, I said mm -hmm. the 1800s earlier, but it was not, it was 1918, there's still, at the very beginning of the book, special attention 
the botanical materia medica the botanical materia medica and recipes of this book are not intended to replace the services of physicians hey. by all means see a physician when conditions require his services um, and then it goes into, you know, there is ample proof that, that these work, et cetera. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. I want to make it really clear that the, like, herbs are great, but also talk to your doctor thing has been going on for at least 100 years, okay? Yeah. yeah. Like, absolutely, buy my teas and drink them when you feel bad. But, like, if you continue to feel bad, please go see a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I very firmly believe in antibiotics now, et cetera. Uh, anyway, I've also just really, like, I've been using herbal medicine for myself for a long time. Yeah. I have chronic illnesses. I have chronic pain. And, you know, using things like spearmint tea for PCOS is something I've been doing for a long time, and it works really, really well. Mm -hmm. um, using ginger tea when you're sick works really, really well. I use garlic all the time when I get a throat infection, and it mm -hmm. works really well. I'm not going to sell you garlic tea. I know you're not going to buy that. And it's also simple things like, okay, rose hips are packed with vitamin C. If we right. make an infusion of rose hips... We are giving you vitamin C, and that is something we know helps with colds, right? right yeah. Uh, peppermint has been used for colds and for settling the stomach for a very long time. And I think especially now with the economy in free fall, a lot of people are turning back to herbs yeah. and trying to learn about them because they're significantly cheaper than I mean, even over-the-counter medication, but also then going to your doctor for something that's not urgent, right? right yeah. Like, unfortunately, medical care has become something of a luxury. And um, I think herbal medicine is a way to make that much more comfortable. Sure. Uh, even if it's not a replacement, it's still... I mean, and it's not a <laughs> it's yeah. not a replacement. Um, it's still something that can really help make you more comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the the Five of Pentacles, the respiratory tea, has been really, really helpful in getting over COVID symptoms. Sure. Um, when you have that like lingering cough and you're feeling really crummy, I've used it for that. I think I've given it to you for that. Yeah. And it's just you know it's a way to make you more comfortable, and it's also a nice little treat. Yeah. So just over the years, I continued um, using herbs for myself and then blending herbs for my family and for my loved ones. And uh, this sort of feels like just a natural progression of sure, that, yeah. of like, I would like to be giving this to more people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And just to like come back on the like use it to feel good side of it. Mm -hmm. I think there is something to be said for just doing things to make yourself feel good. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Where it's like, Yeah. Not a replacement for physicians. Yeah. But you know what a physician's not going to do? Make you cozy. Yeah. You know, tea is going to be cozy for you. Mm -hmm. And tea mm -hmm. is going to heal you. And mm -hmm. tea is going to be good for your soul. Yeah. You know? Well, and there's a whole level of infection where, where doctors won't help, right? Mm -hmm. There's that level of infection where you're going to get over it in a right. couple of weeks you're going to feel really crummy yeah. for a couple of weeks yeah. and the doctor's not going to do much for that the doctor can't do much yeah. for that right like the doctor can say go home take advil get some rest get some rest drink and some tea exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> so you know if on that level of sickness 
you have things in your pantry that will help you feel better. Especially if, you know, realistically, a lot of people don't have enough sick days to take enough mm-hmm. time off work mm-hmm. to feel better. Yeah. Um, so a lot not? of people don't have the luxury of the kind of rest you need That's to feel it. better. That's it. And so if you can just be bolstering up your immune system, bolstering up your body, helping your natural resources, and also just making yourself feel better. You know, ultimately, like, making yourself a nice little tea when you're sick is an act of love. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. Well, that's it, because I feel like even even drinking just, like, like not a, a healing tea yeah. when you're sick makes you feel better and, and yeah. makes you feel good and helps with your recovery process. So why not hedge your bets and get teas that also help with other stuff and also directly help with exactly. the problem that you're facing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just it just makes sense. Um it's also just like herbal teas are hydrating, right? Like yeah. I mean any tea is hydrating. So liquids are hydrating. What? <laughs> no, but this is something like I feel like this is something that is muddied a lot of the time. Sure. People are like hydrate, but like that's not hydrating. This is hydrating. Realistically, all liquids are hydrating. However, if you're drinking something that's a diuretic, like coffee or caffeinated sodas or like alcohol. black tea, alcohol is dehydrating. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. <laughs> you have the diuretic effect that's counteracting the hydration yeah. a little. Herbal teas just are hydrating. So if you're trying to hydrate when you're sick and you're so tired of drinking water, which is a point at which like a point I come to quickly. I'm sure. usually like massively thirsty when I'm sick. Yeah. But there's only so many jars of water I can glug down before I start feeling sad. Yeah. Make a little herbal tea. Yeah. Little herbal tea. So hydrating, so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Yeah. Tastes a little more interesting than water. Exactly. Add some honey in there. Honey also has really good medicinal properties. Uh, but like also add some sugar in there if you like sugar and if that's what you have because sugar is cheaper and it's tasty and you know your body also uses glucose to do things yeah did you know your body breaks down everything into glucose no yes i did okay come on i thought you did because you're very smart but like that's a really good way to think about sugar Mm -hmm. is like ultimately your body is breaking everything you eat down into sugar so like put some sugar in your tea yeah Yeah, exactly. That's it. Don't be afraid of sugar, folks. Sugar is not bad. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I'm saying honey because honey is cozy and because I like honey in my tea. Sure. I'm not saying honey because I think honey is superior to other sweeteners in in some, like, health, snobby health way. Sure, yeah. yeah. Except, I mean, it is medicinal, but, like, you know. It's maybe a little more ethical than than sugar, but we can get into that another time. Let's do that in another episode. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a sugar episode Invite a vegan to make it exciting. On that note, Teffer, where can people go? if they want to consume your blends. So at this point, I'm actually running a pre-order sale with my first five blends. Uh, And this is with direct payment, either by PayPal or if you're in Canada by e-transfer. Because it's direct payment, uh, it means there's no middleman taking a chunk out of it. So I can offer lower prices right now, including Mm -hmm. lower prices on shipping. Um, I will have an Etsy storefront up eventually but just for now this is like a special offer and the link to there's a google doc where you put in your order and then i'll contact you with payment details after you put in your order so that's going to be in the uh show notes of this episode um but it's also on my instagram at three of cups tea 
nothing fancy about that. Just exactly how it sounds. Numeral three or typed no, out three? Typed out three. Thank you. Three hey. of cups tea um, on Instagram. And I have a highlight on my profile that has the link to the order form. Once the pre-order sale is no longer up, uh, no worries. You can still go to that link and I will have a redirect to my storefront there. We so. love a redirect. And by a redirect, I mean the form will say, go here to order. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's been really fun. Like so far, we've already had a few orders. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. Uh, right now, during the pre-order sale, I'm also during the pre-order sale, I'm also offering a sampler with uh, 50 grams of each blend, so you can try it. It's 50 grams is enough for like a few cups of tea. Like it's sure, not a yeah. tiny amount. Um, but you can just try the blends, see which one is your favorite, um, see which ones you vibe with, and then make an order of those. I offer everything in either 50 or 100 gram bags. 50 is good if you're not sure about the blend. 100 is good if you're like, I know I'm going to love this. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is everyone should get the sorrel in 100 and yeah. then 50 of each of the other ones to check. I mean, unless you have asthma, in which case get a hundred of the of the respiratory tea. Like I have somebody who made an order already who's just somebody who smokes a lot and was sure. like, I need to add this into my rotation. Yeah. To my go. blunt rotation. Hey. Uh. hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't sell yourself short. You say you already got a few pre-orders within like the first day of putting the form up, but you already broke even within the first day. I of already broke even, up. but I'm about to break that even again because I need to order a few more things. Well, but by I the broke time even. this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, help me with that. Uh, help me help me turn a profit on this first pre-order. Um, they're great gifts, you yeah. know. If you have somebody who loves tea, get them the little sampler pack. Yeah, uh, cute Christmas idea. Exactly. It runs you forty-two dollars Canadian, which okay. is significantly less American. For a normal, normally for that, it would be fifty dollars. So you get a little discount on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, make get it for the the witchy tea person in your life. Get it for the herbal hippie in your life. Get it for your mom. Moms love that I stuff. I was going to say buy it for Graham Graham. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I hope you like them. Yeah. I feel really nice about offering them to people. I'm- They're also, oh, sorry, I forgot to put in at any point, but I do uh, source my herbs from organic suppliers. Um, with herbs, I actually think that having organic makes a really big difference because mm-hmm. we're using the leaves and the blossoms of the plant. So sure. there are places that you can have higher concentrations of pesticides if they're not organically farmed. So for the most part, they will be organic. There may be one or two items that aren't, but like for leaves and flowers, I am sourcing things organically. So that's important to me. Yeah. Awesome. And roots, especially roots, actually. Amazing. Well, thank you for taking the time to to tell us about it. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be your guinea pig. I mean, letting letting you. (laughs) Thank you for force feeding me tea. (laughs) Thank you for being my guinea pig. (laughs) Um, And for the support. And uh, yeah. Love you. Love you too. I'm very happy about this. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, folks, you know what to do. Click the link. Do the thing. Order some tea, follow the Instagram, share it around, etc. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of No Bad Food. Do you want to be part of the conversation? You can hit us up on the socials at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Teffer Bear and at Tom Zalatni. We are no longer on the Cursed Bird app. Neither of us. Neither. Now. I mean the X app. You mean the one no. that destroyed the bird? I am. Yeah. You know, I I decided recently to download Duolingo again, and I said to myself, I am not allowed to have more than one bird app that makes me feel <laughs> bad about myself on a daily basis, and I deleted X. <laughs> so 
I am now learning Italian instead. <laughs> if you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to donate. For as little as $1 a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Chantal H., Gab, happy birthday, Thomas, Erica, Andrew, Chantal T., David, Mallory, Sarah, Nell, Carol Ann, Rachel, and Aslam. Patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. You want us to do a whole episode about tea? We just did. Yeah. But I mean, we didn't go into like history and teas no, we the could world do, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we could you talk know? about, I mean, we could talk about black tea, green tea, rebos tea. How did you choose to pronounce that? Roy Rebos. There we go. <laughs> Roy G. Biv tea. Roy G. Biv tea. Rob Lowe's tea. If that's exciting for you, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and make it happen. We also have merch. You can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our friends over at the Pod Cavern merch store. And of course, you can always support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Uh, folks, we haven't. When's the last time we had a new review? been a minute it's been a minute it's been a minute it's been a minute i know you listen to this and you're like oh somebody else is gonna leave a review no they're not you're incorrect they're not leaving us reviews someone today please hey garrett i don't know maybe there's someone named garrett listening to this maybe garrett if you're listening it's your responsibility today to leave a rating and review of our show you couldn't have chosen a more common name listen matthew (laughs) it's your job as well don't let Garrett do all the hard work, Matthew. <laughs> and just for good measure, Tina. Tina, your name is somewhere in between Garrett and Matthew in terms of how common it is, probably. True. Can you leave us a rating review? Please do. Please do. Our theme music is by Zach Cute T. Ingalls, and our cover art is by David Two Girls Three Cups Flam. You have to sully everything, don't you? It's part of my charm. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. And last but not least, this show was produced by Tom Zalatni. That's me. And Tefra Jemian. That's you. And edited by Tom Zalatni. Still me. As part of the Podcavern Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.podcavern.com. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes. No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com. Have you ever seen those lists on the internet that's like top five sandwich toppings, top five movies of the year, top five celebrities who have a very punchable face? You know what I'm talking about. The point is, all these lists drive us crazy because we have no idea who made them and how they even narrowed down their top five list. That's where my podcast comes in. My name is Tung La and I am the host of Ranked, top five lists of stuff that don't matter. In every episode, with the help of a motley crew of self-proclaimed experts, we debate, battle, and work together, showing you the entire process of how we got there to create a top five list of any and every topic we can think of, like top five brunch menu items, top five fictional dogs, top five 90s songs, top five Steve's. The list goes on and on, and we will not rest till we rank basically everything. So join us every second Thursday in the pod cavern for ranked top five lists of stuff that don't matter.
Top five, top five, top five. What Mega Man boss would make the most terrifying kaiju? I, for one, want to be the first to welcome our new kaiju overlords. How would Adam Sandler fit in the MCU? I injected myself with the Green Goblin serum. Oh! Debate This is a podcast that asks the questions about your favorite video games and comics that no one is asking. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you download podcasts. And on social media at Debate This Cast. None of it's that is so mind control. Though. It's so close. It's not it's, so close. It's, it's,